If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, we'll get the Roosters first. Uh, really, really interesting, the Roosters, because when you sit down and you look at this roster, you, it's like every year you go, holy shit, <laughs> what is doing? How do they manage to keep all these players plus recruit? Um, I look at this roster and anything less than a grand final is a disappointment, in my opinion. Guys, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, I think they're right up there with Penrith as far as uh, their squad goes, I think. You know, we've spoken about it a little bit over the last few weeks. Brandon Smith coming in to play nine. I think that'll be interesting. I think it'll probably take a few weeks before it all gels. Kempi, I've sort of got this looking like a bit of a 2018 season where I think it might it might be a bit clunky to start. I think once they're all, you know, used to cheese at nine and they've got Manu's, you know, position sorted and Teddy, how they're going to float between each other, I think they're going to be a serious threat. The thing that I love to start this year is that there's no question marks over the halves. You know who's going to be the seven, you know who's going to be the six. Um, it's exciting. It it is exciting. It is exciting for sure. Timmy, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm so excited to watch the Roosters play this season. And Guru touched on it there with the halves. And it took time for Sammy Walker and Luke Keary in their first full season together to gel. Mm. And they got there by the back end of the year and were cut short in, in that semi-final. But with the year together, Sammy Walker getting better and better and better. Like, I think... No, I don't think. The Roosters can definitely win the comp. I've... I'm probably tipping them at this stage. They just, they really do need some luck with injuries because mm. they've had a tough run the last two or three years where they've had small premiership windows and I, I really do think injuries have cut down their chances big time. So they have depth in every position. Not just do they have depth, but they've got like international quality depth in every position. Yeah, um, yeah that they could be... They could put together an ex- exceptional season in 2023. Do we think, and this is me being glass half empty, do we think it's becoming a concern that essentially since the back-to-back grand final, so back-to-back <coughs> grand final wins, they've I think they've hovered around like fourth to sixth, if, if I recall correctly. Could you get up since? So basically, and I also think they've bounced out of the by second week. They haven't made a prelim since the grand final. Yeah. Is it a concern that... 
it's becoming a bit of a trend that they seem to be still f- struggling to find their mojo until the end of the year? Or do you believe it's more in the mould of a Wayne Bennett where they time their run perfectly? Just just quickly, so yeah, they went Premiers, Premiers, and they went Week 2, Week 2, and then last year got bounced out Week 1. I think it once again shows how good Kronk was. Mm. I mean, you know, we all talk about, you know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, he was at a good team in Melbourne, he went to the other gun team, you know. He was only at the good teams. It's like, okay, yeah, right. fucking hectic team hasn't made a grand final or a prelim since he left. Shock yeah, me. Yep. Um, I look at this Roosters side over the last few years, and I think that we just need to keep in mind that, one, they did lose Cooper Cronk. We know what it's like when you've seen team lo- teams lose some of the greatest of all time. Yep. They've got guns everywhere, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, they went through a season of having Kyle Flanagan as a seven. He was going to be the future. Moved off him. <coughs> uh, had different plans. All the injuries. COVID happened. All of a sudden, this teenager from Queensland comes in. Now he's going to be the guy. Uh, they then spent another year trying to get Kiri back into bed. Like that, there's been a lot of things to work out. In the midst mm. of that, the hookers have changed a heap. Mm. And then in the midst of that, you've also had trying to fit Joey Manu into this fullback sort of role. I, I'm not concerned about it. I just sort of think that over the last few years, this year will sort of be the apex where it all comes together. So do you feel, Timmy, or what are your thoughts, Timmy? Yeah, I, I know you can't blame everything on injuries, but I really do think it's cooled them. So, I mean, last season... We spoke about how, you know, a new look spine was going to take time for them to, to click into gear, and they did. They ended up winning, was it something like eight on the trot to finish the season? They looked incredible. Yeah, they went. They looked incredible. And you're sitting there going, all right, they're outside the top four, but they can win the comp. They went to that semi-final, and they lost Teddy, Crichton, Tupu within 20 or 30 minutes. There was sin binge galore, and it just, they fell flat on flay. So it was carnage. So I really do think they were in a position to go deep last year. Didn't help them. The year before that was when they lost Kiri to his ACL. Yeah, they had an injury crisis. So I think you can excuse that, and they still made second week of finals despite that. Sammy Walker came in in his first year in the NRL. The year before that, I was that they second week of finals. Well, I can't remember, but I feel like there was some decent injuries in there as well. So uh, I think they've got the uh, legitimate excuses the last couple of years, and there's mm-hmm. no reason why if they stay fit, they can't go all the way. Have, in have we been witnessing almost a rebuild? To a degree, and uh, and again, I know the rebuild's got this like really bad word to it, where you, you associate that with the clubs at the bottom of the table. But do you think that's internally maybe what Trent has been trying to do is rebuild since losing a guy like Cooper Cronk? Potentially, I, I don't know if I would call and it a rebuild. And, and Boyd Cordner and that, yeah, because when you yeah. when you think of it, they've lost Brett Morris, Josh Morris, Boyd Cordner, Mitch Orbison, Jake Friend, Cooper Cronk. Mm. Um, I, I actually think internally they would be calling it a bit of a rebuild. Not, again, not in the negative sense. We're talking Storm mm. Roosters mm. rebuild. Because look look how much they've rotated their seven massively. So much so, they lost Flanagan. They they put Walker there. Then they moved Walker from there. They moved Walker back with putting Kiri there, obviously. They had Jake Friend. Then they put Verrills there. Then they put... I mean, they, they've rotated their nine at least three or four times in yep. the last... You know what I mean? Even their edges, they put Crichton as a starter. They put Satili as a starter. Then Butcher was there for a bit. Even, like, those players, like, Verrill's had a couple of long-term injuries. Pretty sure Kiri did his ACL. Yeah, so yeah. So, like, in those key positions as well, they've been Marnie, rotating that. fractured cheekbone yeah, back Joe into Marnie. the season. And there's always been guys like Adam <laughs> Kieran or Drew Hutchinson that have come in and played fucking everything. Yeah. I think the other one that we, you know, and I, I know that no one at this panel sleeps on him, but, you know, they won those two comps. Victor Adley played... 46 games in those two years. Yeah. Since then, he's played 39. Wow. Yeah. Over the last three years. So, he is... I know that, like Isaiah Yeo, I consider him to be the best 13 in the competition, but the best... The, the 13 with the most upside is Victor Radley. Mm. And I think he is so fucking important to this team. It's not even funny. I've said it a number of times. You go back to 2018. 
everyone says, oh, it changed when Kronk and Teddy got used to each other. Fucking changed when they put Radley in third, eh? Mm. With Radley, he's such an interesting case, and, and I might, I'm going to get booed off stage here. <laughs> I'm going to get booed off stage, but I want him to be less aggressive because yep. I just can't see how he could do that for the next 10 years. And he's so silky with his hands. And also, I know people don't, don't agree with this as well, I still think he's the best ball-playing 13. People think that it's Isaiah Yo, people think it's Cam Murray. Again, I'm, I'm not saying he's the best 13. I, I just think his ball-playing is, is the best. Um, I, I think uh, Isaiah Yo at the moment is the best 13 in the comp. I, I think it's interchangeable with Cam Murray, to be honest. But I, back-to-back 13 that win a premiership, you've got to put him at number one. Uh, but Victor Adley, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. He is vital to that team. Like, so vital, it's crazy. I just... Some of the, the way he throws his body... At, he, doesn't, he doesn't try and shot wide running forwards, outside backs. He, he picks out the biggest bloke that you shouldn't try to shot because it's dangerous for yourself and tries it. And that's where I like... I'm like, you're so crucial to this team. I just, just chill, bruh, yeah. a little bit. And I mean... Like, he's 24 years old. Mm. It's fucking outrageous. Yeah. He'd won two comps by the time he was 21. I know. And, like, I, I, once again, I think people forget, like, we talk about Isaiah, yeah, how important he is to the Panthers. Radley was as important to this Rooster side back then, mm. without a doubt. So, I agree with you, mate. He, he might be the, you know, the toughest motherfucker on the field, but he's also one of the most skillful, mm. and you need him on the field. I know. You need him on the field, and, like, I, no one loves seeing Victor Radley firing up more than me. I fucking love it. It's, it is rugby league. It's the purest form of it, in the middle at least. But it's like, you know, it's just I want to see him on the field as much as possible. What, what do you reckon, Timmy? Am I going to get booed off stadium or what? Oh, I absolutely will. But <laughs> no, it's, you speak about all these players. We chatted about Caelan Ponga last week, the week before, about him and, you know, preserving yourself. It's all good and well to belt the shit out of the biggest bloke on the field. And we all love We love to see it. But as you, Guru mentioned the numbers there before, he's missed a lot of action, be it through going too hard and having an arm slip up and get suspended or injuring himself. And at some point, something's got to give in this game. And if you want a long career, you've got to have some sort of... Um, Preservation, yeah, self-preservation, self-preservation. And, 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 and Victor, you're right. He absolutely needs some self-preservation. And it's easy for you know Trent Robbo to go public and say, "No, nah, keep playing the same game, go hard." But internally, in his mind, he's surely going, "Mate, just take it easy. We like, just we hit, need you on the field. Hit, wrap the ball up with yeah. the wrestle." Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, such an interesting one because you don't want to lose the warrior spirit, and that's like <laughs> something that. Robinson seems to really push to the players is this kind of like warrior Spartan mm. mentality of like we are warriors on that field. You don't want to lose that. Uh, I remember actually um, Wayne pulled Carmichael Hunt aside when, when we were coming through and this is when he was literally catching the ball and just running oh. it straight. And we'd never seen, well, I'd never seen a fullback do that where he was literally 20 metres back and just going at whoever he wanted. And, and Wayne basically said, mate, if you do this, you'll be playing for about three years and you'll be gone skis. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's the exact same as the Victor Radley thing, it's a different position, but it's because I'm such a fan of Radley mm. and what he brings to this game that I'm like, I want, him, I want him to be playing as much footy as possible and for as long as possible because if the right now, if the Roosters want to win a comp, in my opinion, he needs to be on the field. He needs to be on the field for as much as possible. Um, and like if I was Trent Robinson, I'd be sitting down with Radley and saying... You're 24, you've won two comms. If you sort it out, you'll be at this club for your entire career. Yep. 
he could finish with four or five prems. A hundred percent, he could. And he's already come out and basically, well, his manager and Politis has confirmed it. He said, "I don't even want to go to market. I want to resign." Um, which is like, fuck, music to your ears as a Roosters fan. The the coin he could get another club, and that the even just the media circus that would happen if he did go on the market because he is so loved by the fans. Um, Oh, it's just it's it's such a, I know people make jokes about the roosters and and I get it like sometimes I'm like how how but you cannot deny that this club and some of the loyalty the players have to it like Angus Crichton like Victor Radley mm. is absolutely incredible like it, it, the, the system they've got set up there all built on the on the back of like you know maybe it was before it but just in my time watching the game the guys like Freddie, Craig Fitzgibbon, Minicello, like all those boys built this incredible culture. They pass it on to Boyd Cordner, Mitchell Orbison, Jake Friend, and then they have passed it on to the next generation. They have handled the passing on of culture as good as the Melbourne Storm to it. Like as well, yeah, probably as good as the Melbourne Storm. Probably as good as Melbourne Storm. Whereas, like you know, and I, I'd hate to put the boot into me old club, but I feel like that's something the Broncos really stuffed up. Like in the, the culture pass on just didn't seem to happen. There was too much turmoil up top and all that kind of stuff for that to happen. Whereas the, the, the Roosters have done it incredibly. And mate, like obviously I, I see a little bit more of it with my brother being in this junior system. Like there is Orbo, there is Friendy, there is Mini, there is Cordner. There is all these guys that they are seeing regularly that mm. they're in regular contact with. And you know, out of those 45 kids in that squad, Three will probably play first grade. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're like going to have that in built in them. <clears throat> Mitchell Pierce came back a few weeks ago from France, yeah. and he spent a whole day with them in at the system, talking about what it Jeez. means to be a rooster, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like, it's and I mean, this is a guy, Mitchell Pierce. If he never wanted to set foot in a rooster's room again, you could understand. Hundred percent, he could. But he's the first one to come back and talk so highly of the club and what they do. And you know, you got Mitchell Pierce followed by Boyd Cordner. We spoke about this a while ago. Every single kid coming through that system has probably a top five player in their position mm. over the last 15 years yeah. hanging around training. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. You look at um, just about every club in the NRL, there's always this news of players wanting out, wanting to get out of the club in a turmoil somewhere. Just about every single club, I feel like you never see a player wanting out of the Roosters yeah. like because they're True. unhappy for whatever reason. It's like, a great point. It's a great point because like even, even the Munster Circus at the Storm, like... You know, I'm trying, have, have we really seen that at the Roosters recently? And maybe we're all misremembering. I'm sure someone will remember. Maybe but someone. I, I, like, is there anyone that we've really seen that's been a – that the Roosters – maybe Latrell situation, but he actually wanted to play fullback, and that all happened pretty quickly. That Roosters kind of made their decision quickly. Name another club where their, their best front row forward, in my opinion, Matt Lodge, would be put on a train and trial and no one talks about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Craziness. What about Angus Crichton? We waited two years to find out what he was doing. No stress whatsoever. No didn't st- hear a thing. Didn't hear a thing. Nothing gets out. And and there was no, like, like it's almost like a game of chicken in most other clubs of, like, are you trying to screw me? Am I trying to screw you? Like, what's happening? Whereas it's just this trust between... Yeah. And I know a lot of people will go, well, of course they are. They're all getting money under the table. They just, it, like, it, come on. Like, you can't get so much, like, what do you think? They're giving all that money to every single player that's ever, like, come on. Like, that that would get caught eventually. Um, it's, it's, about, it's about exactly what you said. There's 45 young players. Most of them absolutely will not make it. Prob- like, the likelihood is one. One of them will make that rooster side and, and stay there for a long time. But that's where it begins. It begins with Mitchell Pierce, Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, Mitchell Orbison going down to those young fellows and saying, this is what it means to be a rooster, creating that community family kind of culture. That's how you keep players 
down the track. I remember when Victor Radley signed his last contract. This was years and years ago. I had them on the podcast, and I said, "Oh, you know, this is and this is killing it. I think he just won a comp, young fella." And I said, "Oh, like, did you consider going anywhere else?" And he just goes, "Why would I? Like, I get to live in eastern suburbs, and I get to play for the Roosters. Like, who cares about like money at this stage of my life?" And I was like, "Fuck, so hectic." There was a Matt King said once when he used to he was an assistant coach or one of the coaches for Rabbitohs. And when Radley was coming through, he reached out to Radley's management, like to say, oh, maybe like inquire, like if you come to see us. And the manager apparently just said, don't even bother. He will never, ever, ever go to that club. Wow. <laughs> That's, that, I mean, fuck. Roosters fans are frothing to hear that shit. Don't even bother. He'll never do it. And just wow. like from, from, from hearing, you know, from, from inside that system, Billy Smith's a really good example of what the Roosters are about. Mm. He's a kid that came through their system. Billy Smith's apparently tremendous on the training field. He's had a terrible injury run. And the Roosters have always sort of said to Billy Smith, you keep doing the right thing, we'll stand by you. Mm. There's not many clubs that would still have Billy Smith in their system. When you look at how much promise he had, and I think he's played a handful of games in the like He's 23 years old. And they're stacked in that position. He was ready to play first grade at 18. Mm. They're stacked in that position. They could have let him go at any given moment. And he's an example that they use to their juniors where if you're doing the right thing all the time, we'll stand by you. Yeah, we'll, we'll be loyal. Let's talk about the, the, the uh, roster real quick. Um, look, there's really nowhere that's weak. They've got Drew Hutchinson for depth in the halves. They've got three hookers. Um, they're outside backs. Look, you could maybe make the argument they're missing one, like, top, top tier outside back. Outside of that, on their day, Daniel Tupo could be the best winger in the comp. Tedesco's the best winger in the comp. Jason Suwali'i could be the best uh, winger or centre in the comp. Joe Manu could be the worst winger or fullback in the comp. Like, they literally have, like, their outside backs are stacked. Their forwards have a bunch of young guys that have got a bunch of experience over the last few years. So Tilly Tupanua, Angus Crichton... Like, Tyrrell May was actually fantastic for them last year. So, like, Nat Butcher still got plenty in him. Lindsay, like, this this squad is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I will say the only... And we have to be a bit of a negative, Nancy. We can't just be all praise. I will say that their game plan still... It still doesn't fully fit yet in the sense of, like... I still don't think that they're going into this year 100% sure on how they're going to play rugby league. Be only because we saw, what, probably eight games last year where we were like, oh, this is the Roosters. Mm. And I don't know if that's long enough <clears throat> to go, this is how we play footy. Whereas the Melbourne Storm, I think they're pretty clear on how they're going to play footy with the Munster, Hughes, um, Pappenhausen, and then Harry Grant. in the like Everything's pretty clear there. Whereas like trying to fit in the Manu... The Suwali'is, the Tedesco's, the Walkers, the Kiri's, the, the Cheeses. The, like, They're too good. It's too much, honestly. Almost. Too much. Like most teams have one or two standouts and you structure attack around those two players. The Roosters, it's like, how do we get all our guns, sufficient ball? Like, mm. where do we start? How do we get Joey Mato involved? How do we get Joseph Suwali involved more? How do we do this so that... Teddy's not stepping on Kiri's toes, who's stepping on Walker's toes. Who's, yeah. um, cheese, then you throw cheese yeah. as a running nine. It's a really intriguing one. Like how, how is, and we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, do they just try and knock down the door through the middle and just play fast, powerful footy? Um, I can't wait to see how their style of tackies come round one because yeah. I, I don't know it might, how they're going like, to do it. It might be one of the most explosive sides we've ever seen. Mm. Like... I don't think we've ever seen this many 
explosive ball runners, at least in the outside, like is it in the backs? Maybe yesterday cool. before I started watching rugby league, but far out. Like, like Joey Manu. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Arguably, some people think he's the best fullback in the world. <laughs> he's fucking center. And then you go, some people think Suwali'i is the best winger in the comp and could be the best fullback in the world himself. Like, it's just wild. <laughs> Meanwhile, they've got Tedesco, who is probably the second best fullback of all time. Um, yeah, it's insane. So that's the only thing where I'm like, are there too many cooks in the kitchen? I, like, Trent Robinson will find a way, but that's the only negative Nancy stuff I've got. I, I kind of disagree with you. I, I think he has got how they're going to play worked out. I just think, as you said at the start, they just need to keep players on the field to allow them to do it. I think if they can just keep their spine on the field, I, I think they are going to be an incredible, as you do as well. But I, I think they have got it worked out. And what they is that? Is, is that that straight up the gut? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. After you said it last week, mm. you got me thinking about it more. I, I just think that you could see at the back end of last year that once they worked out, Walker needs to be the seven. Manu, how he can play his role. And the beauty, the beauty with the Manu thing is that James Tedesco... He's the most selfless footballer in this competition. Mm. He's more than happy just to, to take a backward step if need be. I think they have got it worked out. It's just about keeping them all on the field. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I will say, like, the, the back end of the year of Kiri and Walker, like, slowly gelling together, um, was, you know, you could really begin to see what they could do. Um, but, again, that's, that's just basically, like, if something goes wrong outside of injury, that's the only other thing I can see going wrong. Um, but I don't, I don't see much going wrong. I really fucking don't. Like, wow, what a squad. Now, let's get on to the, the Great Warriors. Um, really interesting squad because they lost a lot. They gained a lot. Do I see them making... Oh, sorry. So, top four Roosters? Yes or no? Yeah, top four. Top four? Top two. Top two. Matty? Yeah, they're my top two as well. I think the Simbin Sunday took a bit of a gloss over how well they finished the year. They're, mm. they're definitely top two for me. The reason why I'm hesitant to say top four is because they've had such a like unlucky last few years. It's like hard to say. Like if you went off the last few years, you'd be like, well, something's going to happen that's fucking going to ruin their, their season. So I'm going to say top six. In Ooh. saying that, like they have been incredibly unlucky the last few years and they finished what? Six, five. That's if they're kind of unlucky next year, they probably finish top four. Like I'm just going to say top six. I'm going to say top six. Um, you, that, look, if if everyone stays on the field, you're looking at top four for sure. Yep. But I'm just going to say top six because, again, that question of what type of footy are they going to play, I'm I just don't know. I, I like I, what I suggested last week. That's what it looks like they're going to play. Mm. But have we ever seen a team be able to pull that off? Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, but I, I do, like, even though I say top six, they should make a grand final. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as long as they get in that finals, in finals footy, just like we saw, like, if they didn't have all those injuries and that, I could have seen them going all the way to a grand final um, last time. Yeah, they are a side to, or a franchise that, 
premierships is their business. Yeah, for sure. I said I said the other day, and someone blew up at me that it's been too, a long time since they've won a premiership by rooster standards. Yeah, twenty nineteen's a long time ago as far as the roosters are yeah, concerned. Yeah, for sure. And just before everyone blows up, I'm not saying they're going to come sixth. I'm saying in the top six. <laughs>